Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with sports, travel tours, and we are just five days away from the 2016 draft. Can't wait. We're going to be doing a lot of draft coverage this week, but let's have one final podcast where we talk about the news, views, and everything else going on. There's been a blockbuster trade, there's been a big move, and we've got more news on the tour. Why wouldn't you go anywhere else? I don't know why I said wouldn't instead of would. Damn it. No, just leave it. I I say we leave the terrible intro in warts and all, Ollie Hunter, because uh, both you and I have been in this building for about 12, 13 hours at this point of the day. If we combine it, we've been in here a day. Yeah, brilliant. (laughs) Perfect. That's exactly how we should look at this. Uh, You are listening to The Gridiron Show in association with Sports Travel Tours. uh, uh, Sports Travel for sports fans, by sports fans. And of course, on the last show, we announced The Gridiron Tour for 2016. Taking in LA, taking in Mexico, taking in Dallas, taking in New York, taking in Philadelphia, and seeing a lot of your favourite teams. It's an unbelievable opportunity. Uh, It's going to be a wonderful time. And later on in the show, Andrew hill the man behind this brilliant tour will be joining us to talk pricing to talk experience talk exactly what you can expect from this tour can't wait for that and we're going to speak with one maybe two eagle super fans hopefully we're going to be speaking to chris law you'll know him from the rich eisen show we're just trying to sort out times and technical details and everything and mr neil dutton of various brilliant fantasy sites one of the best football writers in the uk for my money and we're going to talk all about uh, the weird decisions the eagles made this week but we'll get on to that in a little while yeah, ollie maybe. hunter how are you um, i'm okay i just finished off your your uh, curry <laughs> rather noisily apparently you uh, don't know how people don't know how uh, how loudly they eat my my sister used to be like this my sister used to eat cereal and she used to open her mouth very slightly and you know when you've got milk and it's like a chamming yeah 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 that's how you were eating and by the way you say you've just eaten my leftover curry what that makes it sound like is i've eaten a curry and i've put the leftovers in the fridge and then when you've come down to do the show you've gone i've said well i've got some leftover curry would you like it mate what actually happened was i was recording some stuff for the cricket in this studio you walked in and went it stinks of curry down here and i was like this because i had a curry You're like oh i said there's some left over it's in the bin but it's there did you eat it out of the bin ollie might have eaten it out of the bin. Are you doing much to allay this whole rumour that you're a hobo? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're looking good, though, man. You're looking sharp. I'm liking the shaved beard and the trimmed hair again. And... Well, the, yeah. I, you know, I work in a very blokey office. <laughs> and uh, No. Yeah, but Robin Schoenhofer, who's a woman, uh, said that I look, when I shave my head and my beard, I look like a Zika baby. <laughs> Which is uh, very kind of her. Thanks, Robbie. Funny little pinhead man. <laughs> Weird bug eyes. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so we've got plenty to talk about on the show today. But before we get to any of that, it's, it's going to be a, a nice short show. We've got our couple of guests on. We'll do the stuff for the talk coming up as well. As always, hit us up at Gridiron. This is relatively impromptu for midnight on a Saturday night slash Sunday morning. I'm still feeling ropey as anything, Ollie, because despite the fact that I had to work a double shift today, oh. I went out last night i didn't drink well well you went out i was sensible yes where was my invite 
your invite was all over WhatsApp, mate. If you're it's gonna, a, no, it's not. I've checked WhatsApp. You didn't. If you were going to ignore what the did I group do? conversation, where on several occasions, several occasions, one person goes, "Oh, I bought a ticket." Yeah, that was mentioned before that. But I thought it was next week was the ultimate power. Originally, planet. originally, we thought it was next week. But that wasn't clarified. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> Earlier in the week, it was yeah. made quite clear. Is there a WhatsApp group that I'm not a part of? No. I, d- I think much. that's it. This is coming from the same person who earlier in the week posted in the WhatsApp group, Anshul 9, Lou 50, brackets retired out, Santa 62, Matty 14, extras 25 odd, 157 for two from 30 overs. Might have been a cricket score. Uh, <laughs> might have been the wrong WhatsApp group. But if you look after that, there's hardly anything in there about going going out. I'm going back to find out. There's a thing where our friend Ben Hodgson uh, gets checked in for BA as Benjaminian Hodgson every time. That was quite funny. Uh, there's definitely stuff in here. I'm going to find it. This is so neat. Here we go. Right. On the 13th of April... Yo, so I organised everything for ultimate power with my sis and her chums, and some of my chums, only to find out it's the 22nd, not the 29th. Uh, Damn it, Will! 13th of April is days and ten days ago. I can't be expected to... Can people still go? Question mark. Sarah mainly. My wife replied, obvs. Anyway, I'm not having it, mate. I went to Ultimate Did you have Power. A nice time, though? Uh, yeah, I had a great time. They played like they played five Prince songs, including playing Purple Rain twice, once at midnight and again at the end of the night. Yeah, you would. I still got purple t- ticker tape on my shoe, and uh, despite the fact that I knew I had to do you know a two-hour-long commentary and be on air tonight and do a podcast, I decided to sing like a mother effer to every song I knew the words to, and right now. My voice feels gravelly like, what's her name? Dot Cotton from EastEnders. Don't know. Don't how, many, how many does she smoke a day? It's got to be 70-odd. Double that. That's how my voice feels right now. So I'm going to let you talk for the rest of the podcast. Bye. No, no, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, did you... You had a nice time, though? You got home okay? Safe? I had a wonderful time. I drove. How sad's that? I mean, that really is How sad. old am I? Somebody did ask me how old I was and then uh, proceeded to be shocked when I said 31. I'm like, thanks. That's really kind. <laughs> and then I half expected them to go, no, no, I thought you were about 40. Whoa. But no, they didn't. A, a, a woman at the bar told me I was beautiful and then I realised she was incredibly drunk and very quickly pawned her off on my friend Adam, who... Uh, Ferguson went? No, wrong Adam, different oh, Adam. Phew. Who cracked onto her and got her number uh, and ended up meeting up with her today. Wow. So, there you go. Ultimate wingman. Hashtag matchmaker. Yeah. I, I'm sorry that I hashtag something in real life. I'm almost as bad. Ollie hashtags text messages, guys. Yeah, you do as well. Yeah, yeah only because you do it. I, I just do it to be included. Rubbish. <laughs> such a lie. I sent a text message earlier today using emojis for the first time in my life where somebody was asking about another certain person that works in the office and how difficult they were to work with and i sent a text message explaining my feelings and then with a little frowny face and a gun to their head who was it i'm not saying that on a broadcastable podcast oh it's all right for you to out me on on something what did i out you on with uh with sam i don't know what you're talking about yeah you're a disgrace (laughs) You're, you're, you are a disgrace. Let's get to the NFL news. Oh, uh, what do you want to start with? Is there a, there's only one thing to start with. No, there's possibly two things to start with. There's two huge bits of news from this week. There was the big trade, and there was the big free agent move. Let's go... I don't know. What do you want to go with? Let's start with Josh Norman. Josh Norman has signed a five-year, $75 million deal with Washington. 
Well, it's basically the Carolina Panthers decided to uh, rescind his franchise tag, something that shocked a lot of people. Many teams showed interest, including the New Orleans Saints, who apparently got to the very late point in the deal, the 49ers. We were very keen on the idea he could go to the Jags. That did not happen, but it has been confirmed that he's got $50 million in guarantee and $75 million potentially overall. And whilst that means he's going to line up with uh, the likes of Brashad Breland, who obviously we've got a lot of time for, um... I'm not sure... Josh Norman is a player that I obviously like a lot, and I like his brash behaviour, and I like what he does on the field. I think to an extent, whilst he had a phenomenal year in Carolina, he's hidden by that scheme. And like, I fully understand why Carolina made this decision. Mm. I think to them, they're a team who have invested heavily in the front seven. That's how they operate. They uh, get a lot of good pass rush and a lot of good cover from those players and then in the back end in the safeties and in the corners they know they can use you know just another guy type guys to fill those roles and it's why players like Benjamin Ben Wickery and an aging Charles Tillman and Josh Norman who didn't have a particularly successful first two three years to his NFL career can suddenly have great seasons so I fully get why the Panthers did this and I don't understand why there was such a big outcry against their decision to do it I also understand why Washington decided to go out and get a guy who can be a great man cover corner. Uh, you've got to play against Des Bryant. You've got to play against Odell Beckham twice a year. So the move makes sense for all of those reasons. But I just think Josh Norman's been overpaid. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what would have been a right figure, do you think, then? It's $75 million over over five years, $50 million guarantees, as you said. So, I mean, if he does stay for for five years, that's $10 million guaranteed a year in any case. So what would have been about the right amount? I'm, I'm just trying to bring up the cornerback contracts in the NFL to get an idea of where I would have put him in and around. But uh, unfortunately, the Wi-Fi in this building is dreadful. So uh, I'm just going to have to kind of wing this a little bit. But uh, my feeling on Josh Norman is he had a brilliant year and, and we loved what he did. But the fact is, is that Washington aren't going to get that same level of pass rush. And he's never really been put out on a true island and been forced to do everything himself. He's always had the support of a great defence around him. Now he is going to be the guy, the cornerstone guy. And he's had one great year. And his level of production dropped off pretty badly Mm -hmm. in the last five or six games of the season. Um, Was that because people figured him out? Was that because he was being relied on to do a lot of the work for the secondary and well, you let can't me, necessarily do that the whole time? Let me throw some figures at you. Uh, Darrell Rivas, $70 million, uh, $14 million per average per year. Uh, Josh Norman, $15 million average a year. Patrick Peterson of uh, the Cardinals, 14 Richard Sherman, $14 million. Tremaine Johnson, $13 million. Joe Hayden of the Browns. Trent Johnson, thirteen million. Yeah, for, for the Rams. Joe Hayden on uh, from the Bram, uh, from the Browns, thirteen and a half million. Janoris Jenkins, twelve and a half million for the so, Giants. So, admittedly, when you look at the per annum figure, it's not actually that far off when you consider the other players in and around that area. He's not Darrell Rivas at the moment. He's, He's a th- million ahead of Darrell Rivas, but Darrell could- Rivas has got those years of 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 experience at such a high level behind him that that's why he's that high he could he could be Darrell Rivas there's potential for that to happen but he's definitely not at the moment at quite that level I don't think he's Patrick Peterson either and Peterson dropped off in a big way and this is another thing that's happened with cornerbacks in the league in recent years is that there has been a tendency for people to rise to the top of the uh 
to the rise to the top of the cornerback tree and then for them to drop off very quickly afterwards. Peterson has not been the player that he was previously for the Cardinals and certainly doesn't look half the player if Tyrion Matthews not in the lineup. So uh, I say again, I love Josh Norman as a guy. I think his brash behaviour has probably helped him to get a really good contract. Uh, Josh Norman has said he was really surprised that he was dropped by the Panthers and a lot of people thought he might end up back there. I, like I've already said, I, I love, I'm fine with their decision. I'm compl- I, I said it at the time when they franchise, franchised, tagged him. I said at the time that I thought that it was a funny decision because they don't generally invest a lot of money in those positions. It's very similar to what's happened. Uh, if you take, for example, I mean, the 49ers when they were successful, what it looks like is now happening at the Bears. Vic Fangio's defenses tend to focus on the front seven. And I think that's the mm. same thing that the Panthers are doing at the moment. So, you know, he's going to be coming over to England. We look forward to that. Yeah, and, that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm generally, I mean, everyone's excited to see him play Odell Beckham twice a year from now onwards. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely going to be, it's going to be a fascinating one. Yeah. It, it, there are so many things that are open about this and whether he can retain that, uh, that early season form from last year. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's a good move for pretty much everyone concerned. I just still think it's too much money. I'm, I'm concerned that in two years' time we'll be looking at this contract and going, wow, Josh Norman's being paid what? Do you remember that one year where he was really good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my only concern. There's a couple of other bits of news before we get to the massive trade, of course, involving the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Jets GM, has, uh, Mike McCagnan, has come out speaking about the staring contest going on with Ryan Fitzpatrick, saying... Our focus has always been on Ryan. We like Ryan, and that's the contract we're trying to facilitate. It's going to work itself out. More and more so, I'm thinking Ryan Fitzpatrick does end up at the Jets. I think that's what we've been saying all along. But as other people pick up their quarterbacks or move in the draft to get the quarterback they want, Brian Hoyer becoming available on the market makes a difference as well. I just think they're going to have to meet in the middle eventually, probably closer to the Jets' end of it, because they've played this one pretty smart and managed to get away with it a little bit and he's probably going to have to come down close to their level but actually the level that Ryan Fitzpatrick should be being paid at he shouldn't be being paid like a top end starter should be being paid like the 18th to 20th best quarterback in the league which is the range that he's in (laughs) 18th to 20th very specific (laughs) (laughs) what so about the 19th yeah somewhere somewhere in somewhere in the range of that somewhere but I would say somewhere between uh, 18 and 20th in the league perhaps I don't know um, yeah you're right though you're right because it it, it seems like it's good that you realise that yeah it seems like that, that Fitzpatrick could have perhaps got a better deal earlier on in, in this whole free agency saga um, but yeah I, I think everyone's starting to, to realise that he was a good fit for the Jets last year there were issues which meant that the Jets won't overpay on him to keep him but if he's still there or he comes back, then everyone is kind of right. Okay, yeah, he was all, he was all right. Let's let's go again. We go again, as Steve Gerrard would say. Fire in your uh, draft questions at Gridiron for uh, for our man Simon Clancy. He'll be joining us this week. Think, do we have a? Do we, we have do a another mock draft? Yeah, we could do. It's been a while. We did. We did. Did we do one last year? It's we been a one. year. We basically. did one last year. Oh, we did do one last year. For some mm. reason, I had it in my head we didn't, but we did a big week of draft coverage last year, didn't we? So, yeah, let's um, let's we're going to get Simon on. I think Matt Sherry's going to join us as well. So let's mock the first round. The thirty-one picks that are in the first round oh, this year. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble for that. Uh, the Chiefs GM has said that Justin Houston will be playing this season. John Dorsey told reporters on Friday, I'm not a medical expert, but I can tell you Justin Houston will play this season. I can't really definitely tell you the answer as to when, but I would say that our doctors have reassured us that he will play this season. I mean, it'd be massive for them if Justin Houston can be back, even if it's for, you know, six, seven games down the back end of the stretch. They're in a tough AFC West this season. Pass rush is absolutely key in that division. Getting to the quarterback, every team bar the charge, have got really impressive in their front seven and well yeah, I can tell you I, I think the Chargers will be drafting there that's number three Ooh. little little uh, NFL uh, TGS hashtag TGS draft uh, preview for you there uh, well you we're definitely going to have you selected for the Chargers if you've only just joined the Gridiron show you won't know necessarily that Ollie has picked the correct pick for the Chargers now five picks in a row four, four in a row four in a row four what three years but you did the second round one year yes is that yeah, right yeah, yeah that's right amazing uh talking of the charges melvin gordon has talked about his rookie year and said i was terrible no shit sherlock uh, <laughs> yeah who would have thought melvin <laughs> you were crap uh, um and before we move on to talking about the eagles browns deal hilariously tom telesco the Chargers gm is now talking about the fact that he's had a lot of interest in the number three overall pick so we could have it that the third the three worst teams in uh, the NFL this season, none of them are actually picking oh, in the top three because somebody's moved up, up into position. If they go down, that really stuffs me up. You're allowed to change the pick if they trade, but only if it's a pre-draft day trade. Well, I guess you could tweet it on draft day, but it feels cheap. Yeah, I mean, what happened last year was that I picked that they would pick um, Melvin Gordon, but they traded up to get him. So... You know, it's kind of incredible foresight, really, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if they tr- if they go down, I don't know what to do. This is mad. Let's talk Eagles, shall we? Let's talk Eagles. Uh, Eagles my and ice brain cream. Explodes. Uh, don't forget, still to come, we ha- are going to be speaking with Andrew Hill about our phenomenal tour, going to watch the LA Rams in Los Angeles, going to see the Raiders face the Texans in Mexico, going to Mexico. watch Dallas against Washington on Thanksgiving, going to watch the Jets and the Patriots on Sunday night football, and then the Eagles and the Packers on Monday night football in Philly. Oh my God, it's going to be so exciting. And who are we going to be watching? In LA, we're going to be seeing the number one overall pick, which more and more is looking like it's going to be Jared Goff. As Ollie said on this show, he thought it would be. As I said, I wouldn't mind if it would be, but thought it should be Carson Wentz, and I still stand by that decision. And the number two overall pick is no longer the Cleveland Browns. I think there's only one way to introduce this, by the way. What's wrong with you? 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 Now, Will, that wasn't edited together. That is an actual (laughs) Eagles... That's an Eagles fan whose video went viral. You showed me it. Um, There there will be a drop in there uh, for the coming season. Is that our first new drop? That's that's Tap Dat Pussy on Twitter or YouTube or whatever it is. Do you need to beat that out later? Uh, No, I I don't think so. (laughs) Because it's a name. Yeah, it's his his name on YouTube. Um, Yeah, that's the only bit of the video we could use where he doesn't swear... 
absolutely constantly throughout it but it is hilarious i tweeted out from at will gav and got a lot of response to it so you can check it out on there in full yep the top of the draft has been shaken up again and this time around it's the eagles who go bold having already acquired the number eight overall pick in the deal with the dolphins which saw them trade away uh kiko alonso and byron maxwell to them plus a little exchange of picks they then turn that number eight pick into the number two overall pick the browns will receive the number eight pick a third and fourth round selection this year their first round next year and their second rounder in 2018 the eagles also got a conditional fifth round pick which is a compensatory fourth rounder if available from the browns next season sorry you're suggesting the browns are going to have players to to decent free agents that are going to give them compensatory picks i seriously doubt it um this is massive and it's massive in particular because the only reason the eagles are going to move up is for a quarterback right yeah surely but they spent $32 million on Sam Bradford and another $21 million on Chase Daniels. So all I can so, think... Sorry, how much on Chase Daniels? $21 million. Holy moly. He's going to be their third-string quarterback now. So all I can think is that Howie Roseman looked at the situation, probably found out from maybe a Rams insider or went and had a chat with Jeffy or someone and said, look, who are you going to pick? And they told him it was going to be Goff or Wentz, whichever way it's going to be. And he went, right, I really like the other guy. I reckon we can get up to two. And much like I said, I actually, I think what they've given up for him, and Eagles fans, this won't be popular with them, but what they've given up for him to move up to number two is cheap. Again, much like it was with what the Rams have given up, because the quarterbacks aren't as highly rated this year, that normally to move up from eight to two, we saw it with Washington a few years ago with RG3, would cost you more than it's cost the Eagles. So I don't mind that decision. And again, much like the Rams, I think they've got a playoff potential ready roster. And if they get a franchise quarterback and this works out for them, and that guy they go and pick it to ends up being the sort of guy who can start for them for 10, 15 years, well, they've made an incredible move and not given up that much for it. Mm. All of that's fine. All of that's lovely. Yeah, but there's a lot of ifs there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Most importantly, what if the Rams have lied to them? What if the Rams have just said, yeah, we're definitely going to pick Goff at, once, at one and then go and get Carson Wentz because he definitely fits their scheme better. And then they're stuck with a quarterback they didn't want. Well, not according to Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman has compared the two quarterbacks to pepperoni and sausage on a pizza or to vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Whichever one he picks he's going to be happy it's like vanilla or chocolate rube you know it's um it's like pepperoni pizza or sausage you know what do you like better you know and that's the the best part about this is that they're not the same guy they're they're different um they're unique in so many ways and at the same time they both have some really great traits and that gives them a chance i like vanilla and chocolate now we'll get the expert opinion from some of our Philly super fans in just a moment. But Ollie Hunter, chocolate or vanilla? Always vanilla. Now, always. I'm, yeah, always. I'm oh, not a chocolate. I don't know about always. I'm not a chocolate fan when it comes to ice cream. What if it's really good, like dark chocolate, uh, like whoa, whoa, high whoa. quality green and blacks type? If it's dark chocolate, generally. I would go with the dark chocolate. But dark chocolate, good dark chocolate ice cream is hard to come by. <laughs> but I suppose so is very good. You make it sound like it's high-end cocaine or something. But so is uh, very good 
vanilla. If you get bad vanilla, you know, like the vanilla you get in a Neapolitan, that's the worst. Just vanilla. like in a block, like yeah. the Lion's Maid's block of ice cream. That, that vanilla can just fuck off, right? But other vanilla, I love vanilla. Vanilla is wonderful. If it's if it's got the pods in there and oh, it's all, yeah. all that stuff, yeah, hundred oh, percent vanilla every time. Oh, day. What's your favourite ice cream flavour? Ooh, it's I can't. You can't go that universal with it. Like, I love uh, salted caramel has become very much a thing recently, but oh, yeah. I do love it. Yeah. And I'm I've always been a big fan of a mint chocolate chip ever since a young age. Yeah. But really, I've got to see what's available. Yeah, yeah. I've got to make my decision on the moment. There are so the many... Spur now, of the moment thing. Nowadays, not when we were growing up, there weren't that many flavours of ice cream. You'd be lucky if you got a banana one, right? But now, the ice creams that you can get... I do love cherry. I love cherry ice cream. <clears throat> oh. Uh, let's... <laughs> amazing. Let's, uh, so let's speak to some of our do you like eagles. Sorbet? Stop it. <laughs> let's speak to some of our eagles superfans and get what their thoughts were on the eagles giving up quite a bit to move up to number two overall. Let me just say... It's a move I love. So, joining us on the line now, and I'm going to let him tell us who he writes for, because uh, the list is so long, and and rightly so, but I can't remember all of them for love nor money. Uh, One of the great fancy football thinkers in the UK, and a massive Eagles fan, more importantly than anything else, considering the news this week. Mr Neil Dutton, how are you today, sir? I'm overwhelmed by the introduction, sir. That's... uh... (laughs) Um, t- t- to answer the first uh, part of the question, I'm a scribe for Fantasy Pros, for gr- Gridiron Experts, for Rotoviz, for the Fantasy Greek, and uh, also for NFLGirlUK.com. And a father to boot. How do you manage it all? Oh, um, I take a lot of drugs. <laughs> Excellent. Look, uh, Dutz, a lot of our regular listeners will be familiar with you. You've been on this show before, but we're trying to speak to at least one, if not multiple, Eagles superfans over the next couple of days. And it's obviously specifically in relation to the fact that not only have you already traded up to eighth in the draft with Miami, but then you went and turned that eighth pick into the number two overall pick, allowing Cleveland to do something sensible in a draft for maybe the first time since they went back to Cleveland. Uh, how, just, before I impose in any way my thoughts on this move, how are you feeling right at this moment? Um, I'm, I mean, I've seen an awful lot of angry um, Eagles Twitter, should we say, um, about it, despite the fact, you know, it's, we're, we're essentially talking about someone who we've never seen take a snap yet. Um, so it's it's good that the Eagles are, you know, let, let's get that vitriol built up to, to boo him when his name is called on Thursday. That's that's always good to see. You I, mean the same franchise that booed Donovan McNabb when you picked him the last quarterback to win you a playoff game? Exactly. You know, this is, if anything, we are, the Eagle fan base is consistent. And <laughs> if, if this is the best way to welcome... Um, off or probably went to the Eagles, then we know it works. Uh, as a man who's probably been paying attention to these things, Goff or Wentz? It's probably, for my money, going to be Wentz. Um, I, I just think that the signs seem to point more to the Rams being more being more comfortable taking Goff and not Wentz. Whereas I, I think Wentz probably is more prototypical lovely word i always like enjoy mm-hmm. using it um so he does show some positive traits but he's going to be able to come in and hopefully not be rushed into action whereas goff will go in be starting by week three and probably in tears by week five 
And, come on, you've just paid Sam Bradford $30-plus million, Chase Daniels another $20-plus million. Is this just Howie trying to re-establish himself as the big dog? And if it doesn't work, it's surely going to kill him off in Philadelphia, finally. You would think it, this, I mean, of all the things, of all the times we have, uh, you know, people have tried to get rid of Howie, this will be it, because... He, he is the cockroach of the apocalypse that was Chip Kelly's reign in Philadelphia. And a terrible... Terrible one line teller. <laughs> I mean, he, he, can do a vanilla, good ad-lib. he can do a good ad lib if you give him three weeks' notice, but at times that was that was painful to watch that press conference. Chocolate or vanilla? Oh, there, chocolate. You're a mistake. You're, you're just you're a one man mistake. Well, I, uh, I can't take anything seriously you say about football now. Uh, I, uh, my, me and Mainzie have spoken at length of people who. When they're, if, if you have vanilla in the house, that's fine. If you go out and buy vanilla, you know, in a cinema where you're paying, I don't know, £5 a scoop, whatever it is now, you, you know, people who buy vanilla are the same people who buy Mars bars and ready-salted crisps. No, 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 no. Have a bit of variety in your life, man. Right. You're right about the vanilla in public thing, but that's because your choice isn't vanilla or chocolate. It's not mm. that simple. You have, you know, your, all your ridiculous Ben and Jerry's or Baskin and Robbins or whatever flavours they are. You're wrong about Mars bars. You've always been wrong about Mars bars, but we'll table that to one side entirely. Mm. But good quality vanilla ice cream, when it's like proper vanilla pod good ice cream, beats any chocolate ice cream every day. I've probably just never had the right quality of vanilla ice cream. Look, you northerners obviously don't understand what a vanilla pod is. It's never warm up here to have ice cream. (laughs) Ice cream vans are designated for one thing and one thing only, and that's clearly selling drugs. We have ice... uh, There was an ice cream van when I still lived with mum and dad. He used to come round during the winter at about ten past ten at night. (laughs) No one does a Cornetto at ten past ten at night in November. I, I assure you, no one does. I would. (laughs) <laughs> and I'd definitely buy drugs at ten past ten on a November oh, cold yeah. November night. Of course. <laughs> uh, so the, the, big, the bigger question then is, you've given up quite a lot to get this. I think, and I said this to Ollie, and I've said this on the show, the same with the Rams, because the quality of the quarterbacks is perceived to not be as high in previous years, actually I think you've not given up that much. I think you've probably given up less than you would have done Last year, the year, maybe not the year before with the, all the tackles, but certainly in those years when you've had the Andrew Lux of the world or last year with Mariota and Winston or the Bortles and Carr year, you've given up a lot less than you would have given up to make that move in previous seasons. But mm. is your franchise far enough ahead to go, right, we just need a quarterback and then we're a playoff team? The scary thing is that there may be people in positions of power with the Eagles who generally think that, uh, the, the, <laughs> that we are. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the one positive thing I can see is, as, as, as you mentioned, we've paid Sam Bradford. Uh, Chase Daniels come in on backup money of the same level that the Jets and Broncos want to pay their starter. This is the first time that I can think of that anyone has even taken steps towards putting a fire up Sam Bradford's arse. And, you know, the first thing is he's going to request a trade. Well, that'll just, that, unfortunately, Sam, would sum up what you are. You're in it to get your money. And whereas now it's, look, play really well. And then next year we'll trade you and go somewhere else. Or you can sulk and just take your money. And, and Jeff Fisher's never going to be the man to put a fire up anyone's ass. But I think you're right about the situation that's going into. While Sam Bradford probably isn't a top 20 quarterback in the NFL, maybe just on the cusp of that in terms of a starter, if you're going out to get 
a guy who everyone's talking about these guys being developmental. I think the biggest winners in all of these trades are actually the guys who are going to be picked at one and two now. Because suddenly, instead of having to go to Cleveland and then probably... Well, what maybe San Francisco, maybe you know, maybe somebody else rubbish moved up for them. They're getting to both go to teams where actually they can either sit or they've got a good team around them. That that sounds good to me. Mm. I mean, the Eagles. I mean, this isn't you know a terrible Eagles roster. It's been better, but you know a former coach and GM did his best to try and you know stab it from you know self-inflicted wounds to make it worse. By the way, that former coach is probably sitting somewhere still going. So now we trade up. Yeah, now you trade up to two to get a quarterback, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's, there's enough pieces on there to... And let's face it, I'll, I'll drop the... Right. The Eagles still play in the NFC East. Nine wins can win that division. Obviously, the Eagles are thinking Stan Bradford might get us to nine or ten wins this year. And then as soon as the division... As soon as the division is out and isn't going to be in, thanks very much, Sam. We might give the rookie a go. Might give Chase Daniel a go. It's... It's a mo- uh, you know it's a nod towards still trying to be competitive this year and plan for the future. Although as we've seen, if you go do this type of trade and get it wrong, you aren't part of this future anyway. Hey, I'm sure Ollie's hoping that it all implodes horrendously because by the time we then go out to Philadelphia, the Monday night football after Thanksgiving, uh, you can already be a total shit show. Well, yeah, and you know that that, that would be lovely. I mean. It, it, I always struggle to, to think of presents for people like Ollie, and that would be a nice one, especially around Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's always really good fun. Uh, thank you, sir, and uh, enjoy Thursday night. Are you watching live? I am going to uh, watch live. Um, I usually get up to about uh, pick 24 or 25, but I'm, I'm determined to make it to the end of this one. I think it'll be quick this year because a lot of the trades have already happened and a lot of moves have already happened. I think it'll be quite a quick first round. That's my one prediction I'm willing picks. to make. There's only 31 picks as well. <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, right, that's, thank you, sir, and uh, we'll speak again soon. My pleasure, Will. The Eagles super fans with their opinions there. I said beforehand it was a move I love, and it's a move I love because, in theory, Carson Wentz is meant to be a guy that is meant to sit for a year or two. In Sam Bradford, they have a startable NFL quarterback. Not a good one, but a startable <laughs> one. I'd probably put him in the uh, 20 to 22 range of starting NFL quarterbacks. So slightly behind <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Um, About 21? But I I did see... Who's uh, in between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Sam Bradford? But I did see a great piece today uh, (laughs) talking about this move. And the Rams and the Eagles both gone all in. They're both looking to get a quarterback. Now, if you look over the last 10 years, I'm just going to give you the people who have traded up to pick up a quarterback and who they got. And let's decide how many of these were successful in moving up in the in the draft. So uh, I have here for you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten moves. Ten people in the last ten drafts who have traded up in the first round to pick up a quarterback. Okay. And I want you to tell me what you think the success rate is on these upward trades. Okay? Can I tell you via the... Comedy noises. Comedy noises. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, so... Go. So, let's start way back in 2006 when the Broncos moved up to number 11 overall with the Rams to select Jay Cutler. What's wrong with you? 2007, the Browns move up to 22 overall to select Brady Quinn. What's wrong with you? In 2008, the Ravens move up to 18 overall, swapping with the Texans to get Joe Flacco. What's wrong with you? Why is that the, the, the yes version? Yeah, I don't know. Actually, that should be more of a... Uh... For the bang? 
Excellent work. Uh, the Jets in 2009 move up to number five overall to select Mark Sanchez. Yeah, that is a. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, the Broncos. 2010 move up to 25 uh, 25 overall swapping with the Ravens to of course pick Mr. Timothy Tebow yeah that's that's one of the what's wrong with you what's wrong with you 2011 the Jacksonville Jaguars move up to 10 overall swapping with Washington to pick up Blaine Gabbert what's wrong with you what's wrong with you 2012 Washington move up to number two overall to take as we all remember a Mr. RG3 What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And in 2014, the Vikings moved up to 32 overall with the Seahawks to take Teddy Bridgewater. You like that? You like that? And finally, last but not least, also in 2014, considering Teddy Bridgewater went 10 picks later, the Browns moved up from 26 to 22 to select Jonathan Football Manziel. What's wrong with you? So you're saying one, <laughs> maybe two out of ten picks. I would were say good. two. Two. You've got Flacco because he won a Super Bowl. We don't know what about Teddy Bridgewater yet, but but, uh, but Bridgewater for that draft. I mean, uh, yeah. admittedly, Carr has proved to be very, very good, as has uh, Blake Bortles. But Bridgewater has proved to be a serviceable starting quarterback, who many expected to go very at the very high end of the draft, and they moved back in to take him at 32, having already made two first round picks, both of whom were, like the Vikings drafted bloody well that year yeah uh should we move on and speak to andrew hill about the tour 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 yeah let's do it well you should all be joining us the 2016 gridiron tour and let's be joining on the line with mr andrew hill to speak all things gridiron 2016 tour so it's always a delight to be joined by this fellow and it's particularly brilliant at the moment here on the gridiron show in association with sports travel tours because on the last show to much aplomb and a lot of excitement from you guys on twitter we announced the gridiron tour for 2016 well all we announced last week were the dates and a few little extra details around it today we are able to announce basically everything it's really exciting i cannot wait to tell you all about this and so joining us on the line from sports travel tours is mr andrew hill andrew are you as excited as i am absolutely well it's probably the best tour we've ever had the opportunity to put together the schedule has just worked perfectly for us some great matchups some great cities yeah i can't wait I, I think you're absolutely spot on. We obviously have been talking about this a lot. When we were out in San Francisco, we sat down and we talked about our ideal tours. At that point, we said we wanted to go to Mexico. I said to you I'd love to go to LA as well because of the season in the Coliseum and the opportunity to go there. And there were three things on my list. There were those two, and then there was the idea of going to see some of the most popular teams amongst the UK fans. Well, not only are we doing Mexico and we're doing LA, but we've managed, I think, to squeeze in probably i'd say six of the top seven teams supported in the uk easily if not more uh, it's absolutely brilliant i'm so excited yeah it's the the great thing is that with the relocation of the rams this year it's a brand new stadium for sports travel tours we started as you know back in 1998 the rams had already left to, for, to go to st louis the raiders had already gone back to oakland by then la's never we've stayed in la but we've seen the Chargers play down in San Diego, so we've never had the opportunity to see an NFL game in the Coliseum. We're going to do that, and what's even better is that we get to see uh, the biggest college game in Southern California um, at the Rose Bowl as well. 
so we get both historic stadiums in at the same weekend. Trojans Bruins is one of the biggest games in college, one of the biggest rivalries in college football. Full stop. So we're going to get to do the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum. And as an an American football nerd like myself, I'm just dead excited to get to go to both of those places. Uh, we, as I said today, we're going to be announcing some details about the pricing, how you can get a discount on the price based on the fact that you are listeners to Gridiron or subscribers to Gridiron Magazine, and a few extra little bits and pieces and tidbits besides. Uh, but let's have a little bit of a rundown of what we're doing on the tour and what we're offering, particularly if you didn't hear what we're doing stage by stage on the last one. We fly in from uh, from Heathrow to LAX on the Friday, the 18th of November. That time of year is specifically important, and you'll know why in a moment. Uh, and on the Saturday, as we announced last time, we're seeing USC at UCLA at the Rose Bowl. But about 24 hours earlier, the tour gets kick-started in even better fashion, Andrew. It does. We get off the plane, get to the hotel, check in, and then we're off to do a tour, a behind-the-scenes tour of the Coliseum. As you know, Will, we've talked about it before, the Coliseum is the only stadium in the world to have hosted two Super Bowls and two Olympic Games. So the history there is phenomenal. Yeah, it's not the most modern stadium when you're watching a game, but the history just is, is is unbeatable. Super Bowl One was held there. Super Bowl One, come on, people, that's something to be excited about. <laughs> Absolutely, Vince Lombardi stalked those sidelines, <laughs> and now Ollie Hunter will do so as well. <laughs> it's a little bit yeah. depressing, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then we follow that up with, and that's a private tour of the Coliseum before we get to go and see a game there on the Sunday evening. It's Miami Dolphins at the LA Rams, two very interesting teams this season. Of course, good chance we'll be seeing the number one overall pick in that one as well. The Rams becoming very relevant in the NFC West. That game itself is phenomenal. Cannot wait. Yeah, it's the, the great thing with the Rams this year is that they've done that big deal a few uh, a couple of days ago, uh, actually over a week ago now, to, to secure that number one pick. It means that they're going to be a relevant team. Having a quarterback, whether he does fantastically in that first year, he's certainly going to be more of a threat than they've had the last couple of years at quarterback position. No uh, doubt, no doubt at all. Uh, and then... Obviously, we head to the airport. It's LAX to Mexico City. We're on Monday Night Football. The first ever international series game held outside of the UK is the Houston Texans against those resurgent Oakland Raiders. Brock Osweiler, Derek Carr, a a draft class from the Raiders as it's been over the last couple of years that's just been phenomenal. JJ Watt, so much great talent and getting to go and see them in Mexico. And just so you know, something Andrew informed me whilst we were speaking earlier on today. We'll have an additional tour guide while we're in Mexico. It won't just be me and Ollie. There is going to be someone else there who speaks real Spanish, not the cod Spanish that Ollie tries to speak. So just rest assured that nothing bad's going to happen to anyone. I, I was I was a bit worried about Ollie's Spanish, so <laughs> we, we, that was that was one of the reasons. No, not really, Ollie. I'm not I'm only kidding you. Um, but yeah, Mexico City's going again, totally unique for us. Clearly, we've never had the opportunity to do a regular season game out there before. And have it a Monday night game makes it even more interesting. Uh, it's going to be nationally televised. The great part about the trip, as well as the game, 
is the following day we're going to do uh, a, a sightseeing tour around some of the, the main sites of Mexico City. It's a really interesting city. I've been there myself a couple of years ago. Surprisingly interesting, with lots of different things to, to see, uh, including the, uh, the Great Pyramids. So do a bit of research on it. Have a look at the sort of things that are going to go on, on uh, in Mexico City, and we'll be doing those on the, on the, uh, on the Wednesday. And, of course, some cervezas as well, let's not forget. <laughs> uh, flying in then to Dallas uh, in the afternoon. We'll be spending the evening at the stockyards. And then it's Thanksgiving. You're getting to spend Thanksgiving in America. For me, that's a dream on its own anyway. And then we get to see Washington at the Dallas Cowboys. And it's not just Washington at the Dallas Cowboys. There's so much going on while we're in Dallas for you to enjoy. It's going to be pretty decadent, to be honest, Andrew. It is. For, a, for a, a true football fan, this has got to... Again, we've never been able to fit eight games in during this period of time. Um, it's just never been physically possible with the schedule. But we've got a great Thursday game with the Redskins taking on the Cowboys. Again, Josh Norman signing yesterday for the, uh, for the Redskins is going to make the matchup with Des Bryant really oh. interesting. Just the jawing matchups exciting there, let alone when it gets onto the field. Absolutely. And Dallas have got the number four pick, of course. So who knows what they're going to do with that? Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott is looking like a possibility. So, in addition to hopefully Romo still being fit, that's clearly a, an important part of Dallas. But we've got a, a great opportunity to see some, some wonderful football. Before the game, we've got our signature tailgate party in Dallas. Um, food, it's going to be a Thanksgiving-style food. So there'll be turkey, all those kind of trimmings and everything uh, included in that. All you can drink, unlimited beers. We've got entertainment, big screen TVs. And to top it all off, we get to meet and greet uh, and get autographs and photographs with a uh, Cowboys legend. And in no. the past, they, these are not kind of, you know, the, the, the legends, quote-unquote, which sometimes can arrive for NFL UK events. You know, sometimes they're huge names, sometimes they're not. The guys you've had in the past, the Randy Whites, the Ed Tool Jones, the Drew Pearsons, the Larry Allen, these are big names. And genuinely, whether you're a Cowboys fan or not, if you're just a football fan, it's a great opportunity to, to have a conversation with, get a photo with, and meet an NFL legend. It is, and the guys that we work with are fantastic. They they do a great job of uh, of interacting with everybody, and it's it, it's it's a great atmosphere in the tailgate party. Perfect because obviously you've got the Detroit game earlier. You get to sit and watch that with between somewhere between five hundred and fifteen hundred people. Uh, the tailgate's a huge event um, that we that we put together in Dallas, and the the player meet and greet is. It just tops the whole thing off. Fantastic. Obviously, we get the game, and we've got two more top games. Baylor Bears against Texas Tech Red Rangers. Back at the AT&T, we're talking about one of the best stadiums, if not the best stadium in the world. Navy Shipman up against the SMU Mustangs on the Saturday. And in and amongst this as well, we're going to do a stadium tour of the AT&T. So, not bad. 
not bad stuff at all. Before we fly out from Dallas to catch the evening game in, well, New Jersey, really. The New England Patriots may be the most popular modern team in England facing off against the New York Jets. Two fascinating teams this season. A huge AFC East clash. And we pair that up with... Another meet, player meet and greet in, uh, in New York, well, in New Jersey again, um, and another tailgate party. And don't worry, it's November, it's New Jersey. We're doing this one indoors, guys. Absolutely. Um, we've, we've done in the past, we've, we've been to Cleveland and um, certainly some of our regulars will remember being in Cleveland and doing the tailgate party out by the, out by the, uh, the water there on a Monday night. And it can get a bit chilly, to say the least. Um, we've we've got another. It's our first year of doing it in New, New York, New Jersey. Um, it's our signature tailgate again. It's the same style of thing that we do in Dallas. We do in San Francisco. Um, we do in London as well. It's all you can eat: food, drinks. We've got um, fantastic music, big screen TVs. We're actually in the Meadowlands complex itself, so right across from the stadium, amazing views out to the stadium, so you'll see it all lit up, and then obviously straight into the game. So we'll have a Jets legend um, available as well for autographs, um, photos, etc. And then that's, that's it, tour done, right? Fly home. That's Absolutely. the Gridiron Tour 2016. It is, and obviously on the Monday after the game, your flight leaves late in the evening it's about a seven o'clock flight back so you've got all day to sightsee in manhattan the hotel is you just get on the train 15 minutes later you're at uh, madison square garden walking distance times square statue of liberty well obviously you can't walk to the statue of liberty because there's only very few people that can walk on water but it's, <laughs> real easy, it's real easy to get down to Battery Park, where you'll get a boat across to the Statue of Liberty. Uh, Empire State Building, Central Park, everything you know about New York, you can cram in in that final day. But wait, what if after seven games of football in ten days, Andrew Hill, I've just not had enough football? Then we have the Gridiron Tour XL. Yes, I love this. I love when you suggested this. Just to pull back the curtain for the people who listened last week and know that we were planning a Monday night game. The plan is is that we're going to put on a slightly more affordable tour for the seven-game version. I mean, slightly more affordable. It's, an, it's a bargain for what you're getting when you hear about all these player meet and greets, etc. as well. But for those of us, the purists, the ones who want to stay on... You get an eighth game, Monday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles, who, well, they might be showcasing the number two overall pick after this week. Uh, just, it's brilliant. I'm, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, and, and having the experience of Philadelphia, obviously on the Monday, we'll do, everybody will do the stadium tour at MetLife. So we'll get to see the MetLife Stadium first thing in the morning. And then those that want to do the sightseeing in New York and fly home that day, They'll go off, do that, fly home in the evening. Those that are going to the game will head off and will drive down to Philadelphia because it's only about uh, 90 minutes, uh, 100 minutes away by uh, driving. Get to spend some time in Philadelphia itself, have a look around, and then right on time for the 8.30 game, Monday night football. And as you rightly say, who knows? It could be Carson Wentz, it could be Jared Goff starting at quarterback. 
it could be Sam Bradford, but hopefully it's one of the other two. <laughs> but Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers and that unbelievable Packers team. So uh, I, it's a really, really brilliant deal. And, and if you want to go out and check out the pricing, we gave you a general idea on the show last week. We are making that announcement some, this morning as we release the podcast. It will be on the Gridiron website at gridiron-magazine.com. And there'll be a link there to sportstraveltours.com as well where you'll be able to look at the full deal, work out your pricing, see if you want to take a group of you to help you get a discount on your price for the for the old cheapness of the hotel rooms because there's more than just the one of you on your own. Don't get me wrong, singles are welcome and we will make sure that everyone gets involved and well, if you want to be a loner, you can be, but we'll try and make it as inclusive as possible. And there's it's going to be all available on the website as of now, so go online and check it out. But... Especially for you as a Gridiron listener, as a Gridiron subscriber, you see the prices, you look at it, you think, that's a damn good price for what I'm getting. Well, the price can get even better, Andrew. It can. And this is where it's really important for everybody to to listen up and to get the the right information. On the Gridiron website, um, you'll have a link that will take you straight to the tour page on our sportstraveltours.com website you'll see two options we will be releasing uh, two more options later on this week that will be half tours um, but for those wanting to do the, the the longer tour you'll see both options if you book the package online you'll get a five percent discount straight away five percent off the tour if you choose to have a electronic pack and this means that you'll get all of the information that we've always provided about the city the hotels all of the flight information all of the hotel vouchers etc if you choose to take that in electronic form by email you'll get an additional 25 pounds off and of course for gridiron subscribers gridiron podcast listeners we've got the fantastic 10 percent extra deal and that's on top of all the five percent and the 25 pounds an extra 10 percent off by putting in in the uh, discount code box on our website the code gridiron 16 so as in the tour of 2016 that's gridiron 16 to get your 10 percent off you get another five percent off provided you book it all online through the website i.e you don't go sending checks to to andrew etc do it all through there and an extra 25 pounds off if you take the online copy of all of your documents etc that you're going to want and need to get all the information for the tour Look, with all that built in, with everything we've just described, the meet and greets in Dallas and New York, the stadium tours in L.A. and in Dallas and in New York at MetLife. I forgot to even mention that one. Uh, The tailgate parties in Dallas and indoors, as I mentioned, in New Jersey. The extra game as well, if you wish to come along with us on that one. The visit to Mexico as well as L.A. Uh, Just the college games, the five NFL, four NFL, five NFL, whatever it is. So many games of football, I'm getting confused, Andrew. All of that included for the price you get it for i i said to andrew earlier if i'd known andrew three or four years ago when we did our tour on the old show and i'd known that these were the kind of packages that we could have got then hands down i would have done it this way rather than sourcing it all ourselves. because for the experience you get for the quality of the hotels the transport the tickets everything included it's just going to be brilliant 
It is, and obviously, we've said before, everybody can do these trips on their own. We're not trying to say that you can't. However, the service we provide, the extras that we provide, the meet and greets with the players, the tailgate parties, that's something you can't really book yourself and can't really replicate. And the fact you said about being singles being welcome, we have a great group of guys that come year in, year out with us. They're incredibly welcoming. Everybody gets together, does things when they want to do things as a group, do things on their own when you want to have some time on your own. It's just a fantastic opportunity. And of course, this year, for the first time, we're letting Will and Ollie they'll all cancel their orders immediately if you tell them that <laughs> Look, Andrew it's a pleasure to chat as always make sure you do go to gridiron-magazine.com make sure you do go to sportstraveltours.com it's sportstravel1 on Twitter it's gridiron on Twitter we'll tweet out the details there I'm putting together the website page as we speak so it should be live as you listen to this all of the details details of how you can get your discount everything else will be up on the website just i implore you come along uh, whether you do it for the seven games for the eight games however you want to do it whether you come in a group whether you come on your own i promise you it'll be the trip of a lifetime i cannot wait and uh, i hope that you join us well there you have it don't forget you can check us out at gridiron and i'll put together a tasty little webpage on gridiron-magazine.com all about the tour you can also check out sports travel tours.com make sure it has to find a map. out further information there let's do a map people love maps well i love maps you love maps and flags but it's a visual representation of what we're actually going to be doing and we're basically crossing a continent which is incredible I had a, fag, a flag today that I did. You had a flag? <laughs> yeah. You should, you should not be admitting this on live national rules. I had a few too many of those last yeah. night. Um, oh. Yeah, hence the uh, Bonnie Tyler voice. Uh, I had a flag today which I couldn't identify at first, and I thought you'd be very disappointed in me. Okay, tell me what it is, and I'll be able to identify uh, it. It was... Well, no, I can't tell you what it is. Well, no, tell me what the flag is. Describe the flag. You want me to describe the flag to you? Well, this is going to require more attempting to get on the terrible internet with uh, my just, terrible connection. Just by memory. Uh, you, or you could tell me what it was, and then I, I will tell you what the flag and is. And then you'll describe the flag to yeah, me. Yeah. No, it's fine. I've got 4G on my phone, so I'm going to get on it that way. Uh, it's a... <laughs> uh, the flag is a yeah. half and half. Yeah. Red top, green bottom, single gold star in the middle. I believe. Oh, man, that's tough. Red top, green bottom, single gold star. Gold star? Yellow gold, Keskela diff. I would say, is that Senegal? No, but it is a West African country, so you're in the right region. Burkina Faso? It's Burkina Faso! I thought Burkina Faso first, but I should have gone with it. You knobend. Capital, great, one of the greatest capitals in uh, in the world, Uagadagu. <laughs> Uagadagu! <laughs> excellent work, sir, excellent work. Right, uh, any final thoughts? No, I've got to go and catch my cab. Sorry that we didn't do any uh, questions or anything this week, but we'll have lots of draft coverage. We'll announce when that's coming out via at Gridiron on Twitter. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. As always, this has been the Gridiron Show. I've been Will <laughs> Gavin. He's been Ollie Hunter. Are you oh, laughing? wait, wait, wait. Final thought. Purple Rain. Are we, is that what we're going to end let's, on? Let's end, because Prince was was a genius, and that it, I implore everyone to go out, if they haven't already, uh, go out and watch and listen to... 
the uh, Super Bowl performance um, that he did. I think it was the Colts. It was Peyton Manning's first it ever was, Super Bowl. It was, 41. Colts Bears. Uh, but the, the halftime where it rains and he does Purple Rain it is just outstanding. It's the second best Super Bowl halftime show of all time. Oh, yeah. What's the first? It's Bruce Springsteen. Hands down. Not even not even close. I haven't seen it, but it's, uh, I'm not a big Springsteen fan. I know you're not, but it is incredible. Is it really? Yeah, genuinely. They make it feel, it's the only show that I've ever seen where they make it truly feel just like the last 15 minutes of a Springsteen gig, but at the same time, with the scope and scale needed yeah, yeah. to play at the Super Bowl. Hey, I watched back the Super Bowl halftime show from the one that we were at. Yeah. And it was on, wasn't as bad as it was actually Live, being live it was dreadful. It was so boring. Yeah. It's so boring. Being... When Beyonce came out, that was fun. And when... Um, uh, uh, Did you see where she almost falls over? Yeah, incredible. Yeah, very funny. Didn't... Uh, and when uh, the little um, jazz rock midget came out, uh, he was good as well. But Coldplay is so dull. Yeah, so dull. But they made it look better on telly, which I suppose is the main aim, isn't it, I guess? Well done, the directors anyway, of the NFL. Um, this, this is uh, Purple Rain. Ciao, guys. I never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. I didn't want to one time see you laughing, babe. Only wanna see you, see you laughing, yeah In the purple rain, purple rain, purple rain Purple rain, purple rain, that's alright Come on, y'all Purple rain, purple rain, oh yes Don't it feel good? Only wanna see you, see you Can I play this guitar?